The time is 7.32. Now, we are currently talking about one case of power abuse after another. Um, The national baseball community is reeling from a recent arrest of a former professional player for allegedly giving out steroids and other banned substances to young students at his private academy. It's been reported the former KBO player told teen players they had to take illegal substances to gain strength and put up good numbers so they could be then drafted by pro teams or enter a college of their choice. Let's now invite Dr. Charles Yesalis, Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at Pennsylvania State University. Thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. This can potentially happen in a range of sports across the world, and American baseball is no stranger to doping cases in the past. Uh, what, what do you make of what's been happening recently here in Korea? Well, I, I can't say I'm surprised in the least. This has uh, happened with uh, young people, with uh, it, what I call immoral coaches, uh, giving them these drugs. Uh, Sometimes it's often parents giving uh, these drugs uh, so that their son or daughter can uh, achieve elite status in their sport. Uh, You know, sport has become very serious uh, all around the world uh, at a younger and younger age. And if you live by a philosophy, win at all costs, then drug use is quite logical. Well, everyone seems to have a basic opinion on doping, and it generally is not favourable in the world of sport. Probably we don't have nearly as much use, uh, sorry, knowledge about the use of the drugs themselves. Can you uh, just explain technically the effects of a, of a steroid and, and how it is linked to enhancing performance, sometimes in surprising ways? You, you'll hear of steroid use in sports that don't seem to require much physical ability, for example. Um, other times you might associate it with fast sprinting, but, but baseball relies on, on several different skill sets. Well, uh, anabolic steroids, which are just one of a number of performance-enhancing drugs, uh, they can, uh, with no doubt whatsoever, increase your strength, increase your muscle mass. But taken at small doses, they allow your body to recuperate from uh, arduous training episodes. Uh, lay people call that overtraining. Uh, where if you get into an overtraining phase, you start to lose muscle, you ache all the time, you're tired. Well, endurance athletes, distance swimmers, cyclists, runners, uh, and and the like, have been using anabolic steroids in very small doses for decades to recuperate from their training episodes so they can swim more miles a week, run more miles a week, cycle more miles a week, and that in turn will improve their performance. The question, though, of, of the side effects is there too, isn't it? When we hear of steroid use in the medical sector, they'll often come with a range of potential side effects, which are pretty harmful over long-term use especially. Is that true also of of anabolic steroid use? Well, uh, you know, there's corticosteroids, which are anti-inflammatories, anabolic steroids. Uh, uh, The proper name is anabolic androgenic steroids. Uh, Look, Any drug that you take or any of your listeners take has the potential to harm you. In medicine, we look at their uh, benefits versus their risks. 
anabolic steroids, I would, uh, as an epidemiologist, not put them in the category of a major killer drug like heroin uh, or cocaine or amphetamines. Uh, can they harm you? Yeah, they can if you take them for long periods of time at high dose, but we've used them in medicine uh, since the late 1930s, and hopefully we aren't doing uh, harming our patients. Uh, can they be used safely? Yes, I, I hope they can because they're used in medicine. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's the, the problem. Uh, athletes view this as a tool of their trade, and sport is not a game any longer in many uh, areas of the world, it's a huge multi-billion dollar business. And when there's that much at stake, people will push the envelope. Well, that's basically, I guess, the main defense of this person in particular who encouraged young people to take it, to help them get ahead. Perhaps the implication being that so many other people are doing that as well. I mean, can you do that as a younger person, build up your career and and then stop taking it and kind of get away with it? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, horrific to think, uh, uh, you know, giving these drugs to children, but I know it's been done. And, uh, and you know, when you say quit taking them, uh, in my judgment, uh, drug testing is more of a facade. It, it generally catches 1% to 2% anytime tests are given. And if you believe that one to to two percent of elite athletes only one did, are using drugs, well, God bless you. That's your right, but I think you're terribly naive. Yeah, many sports fans, I think, probably think that, or or maybe they hope that the risks are so high that most people would would avoid taking them. But what you're saying, and you are the author of the steroids game with decades of experience being a consultant on anti-doping policy for organizations in the United States, um, including the U.S. Olympic Committee, for example, it, it seems like you would um, you would be more pessimistic than that. But what, would you recommend a massive change in the system, or is it just simply an impossible game of cat and mouse? Well, it's a cat and mouse where the users are far more well-funded financially um, than the drug testers. Uh, that's number number one. Uh, you know, these drugs, the reasons that they take them, take them, they work, they help uh, in their performance. I would also posit an argument that fans really don't care. If they really cared, turn off your television or don't go to the arena or, arena or the stadium. Uh, if they really did that, uh, you would likely see steps taken to get rid of drug use. But uh, I would argue that uh, fans like the benefits of these drugs. Why do we pay so much for a ticket to a sporting event? Or why do advertisers pay so much uh, to run advertisement on TV or radio during sporting events? Well, uh, people like to see bigger-than-life people doing bigger-than-life things. Well, you know, that's what these drugs do. They allow humans to look superhuman they allow them to do what we view as superhuman feats so one might argue that the sport federations are aware of this and they really realize as long as drug use is kept 
uh, out of uh, public view in a in a gross sense, uh, it's good for business because their athletes are per- doing these performances that normal indiv- humans can't do. I'm curious what your f- your instinct would be on th- on the practice of doping in the world of sport and this could apply in so many different fields so it requires a kind of very general answer but do you suspect then that it's far more common than than many people would would imagine absolutely and i might add if there was a drug available that would allow uh professors to uh scientists to increase their likelihood of a nobel prize or journalists to increase their likelihood of uh, fame and, and uh, prizes for journalism, uh, they would be just as prone to take those drugs as athletes are. We live in a highly competitive world, and uh, people seek to gain advantages. Uh, with athletes, it's using drugs. With other professions, uh, people step over the line in different ways. It's human nature uh, in war, in business, in athletics. You, you strongly attempt to gain an edge over your opponents or enemies. Yeah, it's an interesting question that then turns it around on all of us. How far would we all be prepared to go to, to try to achieve success? I suspect, though, some people would say they wouldn't feel comfortable achieving success if they knew it was done dishonestly. Others might be concerned about any potential health impacts if that was relevant um, in their field. But if if you can kind of say that it's perfectly healthy to take a particular drug, what about just making that legal and making that part of the playing field? Well, people have made that argument for several decades now to try and oversee it, just open up uh, because one benefit it, that would have is it would eliminate a good bit of the hypocrisy that currently exists in sport, pretending everything is so clean and nice. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, more than oh, seven years ago, I've given up on drug testing. I, I think it uh, paints this, what it does is it gives this plausible den- deniability to sport federations. And uh, the only concern I have about drug use anymore on the part of athletes, I, you know, I would fight till my last breath to keep it out of the hands of children. Uh, but adult athletes, uh, you know, I, I think they, sh- frankly, at this juncture, since in my judgment, uh, all else has failed, uh, they should just let people do what they want. But I, and I know there's a lot of people that disagree with that, but... Uh, I've been doing this a long time, and and that's where I am in my thinking at this point. Well, where do you draw the line at child? Because sometimes you'll have. Well, let's look at the case of Coco Golf at Wimbledon, fifteen years old. Right. I mean, wh- there's a sports stars who become almost treated like adults at a very young age. Uh, wh- where would you say the, the line should be um, in terms of punishing individuals who encourage use of, of drugs among young people? Uh, at what point does someone become an adult in the sports world? Well, I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I would say 
and I'm just picking this out. This has nothing to do with my expertise. It's simply a, uh, an adult who uh, has opinions on our society and morality, uh, but I would say nothing below 18. You know, how when we consider someone an adult in different societies, some it's 21 years of age, some 18, uh, you know, there's other countries uh, whose cultures consider adulthood below that. Uh, but, you know, I, I think like many people, I think it's a shame because sport can be enjoyed without drugs. But, uh, again, the competitive nature of humans, the amount of money involved in sport throughout the world, billions of dollars, uh, just has precluded that, uh, thinking of it, that in such a naive way. Thank you so much, Dr. Charles Yeselis, uh, Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at Pennsylvania State University, author of The Steroids Game. It's good to have you with us on the line. Thank you very much. Have a good day.